was dark down in my heart. You brought life to me, a child of darkness became a child of light. And when my soul was dry and I needed dream. between the thorn and uh, can't go the other way that would be offensive Paul can take it Paul can take it amen that's always beautiful to hear family sing and a dad with her two daughters great job thank you so much I think the service will go viral because of that song today we've had some services watched a lot but I don't think that's politically viral virus time I don't think that's good but just thinking just thinking all right, we're going to go to our Bibles in Acts chapter 27. I told the first service this morning that I looked in my notes, and about 25 years ago I preached along these lines, and about 10 years ago, same text. And sometimes things seem familiar, but I did notice that Ken Graham preached out of this text in, in uh, December of 19, and, and then I noticed that uh, in my Bible, Mark Rogers preached on it in March of 14, and then I think Adam Summers was here 
and he preached out of this text. And so last time I preached on it was about 10 years ago, and I preached, there goes the ship. We're not preaching that sermon today. We're going to preach on, we'll make it through, will you? We'll make it through, will you? And we're in Acts chapter 27. Of course, this chapter is about a great storm that Paul and others went through on a ship. And we call it the ship of God's providence. And we're going through some storms right now, church, in our individual lives and as a nation and as a world. And I was thinking this year, 2020, it seems like um, we go through a, a storm, a great storm. And then when we think that's ending, then another storm comes. And I don't know what the next storm is coming our way, but there will be one. But I want us to know we'll get through. And the Apostle Paul tells us so in our verses today. So in Acts chapter 27, I want you to look with me at verses 1 and 2. We'll drop down a little bit, read a little bit more for time's sake. But this week, read the whole chapter, chapter 27. I think it'll be a help and a blessing to you. We'll make it through, will you? That's my thought today. Acts chapter 27, verse 1, And when it was determined that we uh, should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto, the, uh, unto one named Julius, a centurion of the Augustus band, and entering into the ship of Ad Trametrium, uh, we launched, uh, meaning to sail by the coast of, of Asia, one Aristarchus of Macedonia of Thessalonica being with us. And the next day, let's drop down to verse 5. And when we had sailed over the sea of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra, a city of Lycia. And there the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing into Italy, and he put us therein. And when he had sailed slowly many days... And scarce were come over against Sidus, uh, the wind not suffering us, we sailed unto Crete over against Salmon. And hardly passing it, came into a place which is called Fair Havens. Nigh were into the city of Lycia. Now, when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, that's the Passover fast, Paul admonished them. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only the landing of the ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those that were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also if by any means they might attain to Phoenice and there to winter, which is a fair haven of Crete and lieth toward the southwest and northeast, northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they have attained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurachlodon. We'll make it through, will you? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this uh, text. And Lord, it's been preached many times. We've read through our Bibles many times. We've seen this text many times. And we pray, Lord, you put freshness to it. Apply it to our hearts and lives, wherever we might be personally going through, our family, our marriages. Lord, in our church, 
And of course, Lord, in our nation and in our world. And Lord, these are, these are stormy days. Help us, Lord, get through them and help us to look to you instead of others and ourselves, Lord. Help us to look to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, again, this, this ship has 276 passenger, uh, passengers, if you read the text, Paul and 275 others, and they're sailing on the good ship Providence. I think of people that like to go on cruise ships. This is not a cruise ship. They're not taking a cruise ship to the coast of Malta where they just have a bunch of fun. What we're going through right now as a, as a nation, maybe you're going through a, a storm in your own life, uh, it's not fun. And God has allowed it. The sovereign God of the universe has a plan, and he has a will, and he's allowed storms, and this storm that we're going through, to come our way. We all face storms, folks. Now, Paul, in his day, in Acts chapter 27, the Bible said he went through a tempestuous storm called Eurachlodon. This word means wind in every direction. It was a great storm. I mean, they didn't get a break. Wind coming from all four directions. It also means a violent agitation. It means southeast wind raising mighty waves. It also means a wind causing broad waves. And so this is a great, great storm. And not only was it a great storm, a huge storm, according to our text in the chapter, it said it lasted 14 days. Two weeks of nonstop storm. Now, they were soldiers that knew how to sail a ship. Uh, excuse me, sailors, because there's soldiers on board. I made mistakes this morning, and I'll make them again. Uh, online people know that. Amen. But I'm telling you what, it was a gigantic storm. 14 days, day and night. 14 days, they were battered by this storm. And then the old crusty soldier of God, the old man of God, Paul, the missionary Paul, he steps up at the right time during this situation, and because he did, lives and souls were saved. Take a look at Acts chapter 27, verse 21. We did not go there. Acts 27, verse 21, the Bible says, But after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me. Don't you hate that when somebody says that to you? I mean, I like to say that when I'm right, but I don't like to hear it when I'm wrong. <laughs> Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete, that's, that's Greece, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Don't you hate that when somebody does that? When you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or a bad year. You know, 2020, the theme this year was, you know, having, you know, a look for God's greatness to show up and, you know, a 2020 vision for the future. We didn't see this coming. We didn't see these storms coming, did we? God did. God knew all about it. He sent them. He, he knows about what's going on in your life and mine. That's for sure. But Paul comes up with, be of good cheer. People say, how do you preach that when everything's falling apart? Well, listen, I'm not Paul. This is a text that Paul went through. But I'll tell you this. I'd like to encourage you today and say, saints, we're going to, be, we're going to make it. Amen. The church has made it before. We'll make it again. You all face storms. We'll go through some more. We'll make it if that's God's will. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by, here we go, there stood by me this night the angel of God, 
whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not. Now, this morning in this service, we got people that are afraid. We got people that are not so afraid. But we got a storm. It's brewing. It's still beating the ship. It really is. As pastor, I've been dealing with things because of the storms that I normally wouldn't have to deal with. Quite frankly, I'd like to say, Paul, be of good cheer. It's going to be all right. And I am through the preaching. But you know what? Sometimes things aren't all right. And I don't have all the answers. No one does except for God. And we'll get to that. But here Paul's in this storm. They're all in this storm. And it's raging. And had not been for Paul getting a message from God and delivering it to them at a timely period when everything was falling apart, they would have been great despair, even greater than there was. Paul spoke hope. We need hope. And words of encouragement and good news. But preacher, everything's falling apart. The ship is going down. No, it's not. It's bad. But God's in charge. And God, through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scripture, says to us in Acts 27, 22, And now I exalt you to be of good cheer, for there shall no loss of any man's life come among you but the ship. Now, that's a text for that day. But the interpretation for our day and the application for our day is that God's going to be with us. There are people that are going to lose. There are people that are going to hurt. But some of the hurt and some of the loss that's happening today in our church and in our country has nothing to do with God. It has to do with people's choices. And we need to search our own hearts because, hey, I'm telling you what, there are people that I preach to in the morning at 9 and now at 11 that think they got it all figured out, that they're right and everybody else is wrong. No, no, no. You better keep looking up. He's got the answer and he's always right. Now, the storm was called Eurachlodon, a great wind, a wind in every direction. But Paul says to the passengers, when everything's, everything's wrong and the wind is blowing and the ship is rocking and the, they, they feel the mask about to fall and, the, and everything's creaking and groaning, he says to them, hey, we're going to make it. We'll make it. Here's my question. We're going to make it through. Will you make it through? How about you? I know some Christians that are not doing too good under all this stress and storm. Other Christians have the approach, well, I'll just go ahead and give them a more of a hard day. I'll tell them what I think. That's not helping anybody. Why don't you point them to Jesus? Why don't you point them to the Bible? Why don't you, why don't you pray with them? Don't correct them. We, I said this morning, I'm not trying to be, we got, we got these text, we have these uh, texting cowboys and cowgirls. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna tell them that, and they should not do that. And they think that, oh come on. We're supposed to help one another, pray for one another, support one another. Weaker brother and help the the stronger brother ought to help the weaker brother or sister in the Lord. It's not a good time, it's a storm. And Paul comes on ship and he says, Hey, we're gonna make it. Be of good cheer. Not I'm gonna tell you all that you're thinking is wrong. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, oh, yeah, but he said, you should have listened to me. That was Paul. You're not Paul. What we need now is cool minds, cool hearts. Amen. Good preaching, Pastor, I know. Chapter 27, in verse 40. 
The Bible says this, and when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves into the sea. And uh, it says here, loose the rudder bands and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made toward shore. And falling into a place where the two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the four parts stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. Now, I'm going to take liberty to hear, and I'm going to say something here that got them through the storm, I believe. And it's these words, they committed themselves. You know what we need today more than anything is to commit ourselves to the Lord. When a storm breaks in your life and mine, it's not a time for panic. You remember the disciples in Mark chapter, I think it was five, they, they went through that storm on the Sea of Galilee, and it came out of nowhere. And when it came, they, here's what they said to the Lord. They said, Lord, care us not that we perish. And we criticize those guys. We say, man, they shouldn't have said that. Well, what about us? We have some trial. We have some trouble. We have a health problem. We have a financial problem. We have a family problem. We have a marital problem. We get a church problem. We get a, a pandemic problem. And we say, oh, where's God? God doesn't care. God, God loves us. God cares. Now, I can understand lost people talking that way, but saved people need to settle down. God is sovereign God. He's allowed the storm to come. He's got a purpose in all that he does, and he wants us to commit ourselves. All pull the same direction. All hands on deck, not fighting each other, helping each other. Paul's words turned into God's words through Paul. Be of good cheer, Paul says. God's word through Paul said, we're going to make it to land. And thank God we are. One of these days, we're going to make it to the land, heaven's shore. But in this life, we're going to have storms. I'm going to have storms. You're going to have storms. We've all had storms, some big, some small Maybe right now, forget about what's going on in the nation. Maybe you right now are going through a storm. Hang on. Hold on. Trust in God. Get a hold of that Bible. Get on your knees. Help somebody else. Don't tear somebody else down. No, we're in a storm. This is a historic storm in Scripture. What? Preserve for us and set aside for us. And we can learn from it. It's an object lesson, if you would. Because we all have storms and we all have struggles. Now, the first thing I'll say this morning about storms is this. Sailing in this life, we all have to face storms that come up suddenly. Look at Acts chapter 27, look at verse 13. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. Who doesn't want to go to Greece? I've heard Greece is beautiful. I heard Crete is beautiful. You take a cruise ship over there and see all the blue teal water and all the, I mean, it's just, I've heard it's gorgeous. And that's the way it was. But, that's what it says, verse 14, but, not long after there arose a great tempestuous wind called Eurachlodon. Isn't that like life? Everything's going by good. Things are great. Like right now, we've had some beautiful weather, have we not? I've enjoyed it. My wife and I sit on the back porch. We've got it all nice with flowers and the you know, uh, uh, umbrella. And the, the last few days, the wind comes through just right. We make us a little something on the grill. Hallelujah. 
and we're enjoying that breeze. It's been beautiful. It's been gorgeous. It's, 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 it's not been hot, and the mosquitoes haven't bothered us because there's been a wind, and, and, and we, we go out there and play a game together, and we're just enjoying that. We've got the radio playing something romantic. It's beautiful. I'm looking at her eyes. She's looking at my eyes. I'm figuring a way how I could beat her in Racco. Amen. <laughs> but we've been enjoying it. But guess what? It's going to be 90 here pretty soon. And 95, it's going to get hot. It's going to get sticky. And we're going to be complaining. Right now, it's soft. Beautiful. That's life, folks. How do we react when the stress comes, and the storm comes, and the heat comes? How do we react? We're not doing good, church. I know Christians that aren't doing good. Fussing and fighting and to one another. It's not good. It's not good. Isaiah 4 and verse 6 says, And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow. That means shade. You can send it a shade, shadow, shadow of a tabernacle. In the daytime from the heat. And for a place of refuge and a covert from storm and from rain. Mark chapter 4, verse 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind, this is Jesus, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Go to Psalm 89 with me, please. I'll take time. I don't have too many of these. I put them down on my notes so you don't have to turn. We, we're under a limit here with being online. We can't go, can't go long. So we want to look at this one. Psalm 89, verse 8 and 9. Great verses. Here's what God's Word says. Psalm 89, 8 and 9, and... O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong, who is, excuse me, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Watch this. Thou rulest the raging of the sea, when the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Again, folks, the storms that come are sent from God. The storms that come are allowed of God. This storm was the purpose. You know, you know the Apostle Paul, he's on this ship, and you know what God told me? He said, Paul, you're going through this storm, and he says, God, i got a place for you to go. You're going to Rome. You're not going you're, you're not, you're not to die, Paul. Now, Paul might have thought, we're going to perish. And something else, these other 275 people are looking to Paul. The captain was out of control. The ship owner was out of control. The soldiers are taking care of prisoners like Paul that are shackled and in chains on the ship. And nobody was in control. You feel like that lately? Nobody's in control? God's always in control. Amen. And Paul heard a message from God who he served. God said, hey, no, no loss of lives. We're going to make it. Now, there's been loss of lives through some of our storm that we've been going through. Yes, some people make nothing of us, nothing. Well, say that to somebody that's had a funeral and they can't go to it. Oh, amen. Tell that to somebody whose loved one's been on a, a respirator for 11 days. So, well, basically, it's just as bad as, don't, 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 it doesn't matter. Wait till you go through it. That's not our place. That's not what we ought to be talking about. We ought to be talking to people. Comfort and help and bring peace and bring uh, compassion. Compassion. Not, I told him. No. God speaks through storms. Paul's on this storm, in this storm, in Acts chapter 27, a great storm. The crew in the ship, 
Everything looked great when they took off. And that's life. Sunny skies, uh, the sun was shining, the sky was clear, the wind was light and breezy. Then out of the blue comes your Rockladon. Hey, I've had them and you've had them too. Life's going really, really good and then something happens. A loved one dies. Someone ends up in the, in the, in the hospital. Lately, we've had three little babies go through some tragic things in the hospital. Some of our own church, some of people that we know, preachers that we know, and they've been in ICU units with their little ones. We've got two little babies right now that were born the other day, premature, 25 weeks early, and each baby's one pound, and the little baby girl is having many, many problems. That's a storm, folks. That's a great storm. I was saying this morning, I won't go in, but, but my wife and I have been concerned about our son Joe through this whole thing. He's on dialysis three days a week, and we've been very concerned. And I want to tell you something. I've been praying. I've been begging God for over three and a half years. Oh, how come he hasn't answered? I don't know. God has us go through storms. You don't think I've been up in the middle of the night? What we don't need is somebody to say, oh, it's because of this, and it's because of that, and why don't they do this, and why don't they do that? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We all have storms. I don't want to be the guy that says, like Paul said at this text, you should have listened to me. And my friend, people don't want to hear that when they're going through a great storm. Don't be, don't be doing this. And don't be texting and don't be telling somebody, you just need to believe more. You need to go to Romans 8, 28. All things work together because you're not going through the storm. Hopefully when you go through a storm, there'll be some people there that love you and pray for you and, and give you, look to God and put their arm around you and, and listen. But they're not right. That's not what this is all about. Paul wasn't going around the ship to all the soldiers, all the fellow prisoners saying, you wouldn't be in this ship if you didn't do wrong. Now, I'm right. I'm doing it for the gospel. You don't see that. God help us as we go through this great storm. There are people that have lost loved ones. There are people that are hurting. There are people that are suffering. And we need somebody to step up and say, be of good cheer. God's in control. We'll, we'll make it together. Not apart. But here's how they did it. They committed themselves. Now's the time to commit ourselves to the Lord more than we ever had. To commit ourselves to Bible reading. Not Facebook posting. Now's the time to commit ourselves to prayer, not criticism. Lack of faith. That's not the, that's not the time. There's a great storm in our land, a great storm in our world, a great storm in individual people's lives. And we need somebody to step up and say, hey, we've been through this before. We'll get through it. Here's my concern. Will you? Because some people aren't going to get through this storm. Some, there might be some people quit church and get bitter at God because there wasn't somebody to stand up and say, we can make this. Amen. Now this text tells of a great storm. The sailors are worried. Paul has heard from God. 
And right about two weeks of this, night and day, two weeks of this, the ship is battered and tossed. And then Paul says, be of good cheer. I've heard from God. We'll make it through. We'll make it through. And here's what they did. They decided to commit themselves now to what Paul had said. And it wasn't Paul. It was God speaking through Paul. God will speak to us. And sometimes God will take a sermon to speak to us. And, and, and I'm telling you this morning, we all have things that could come upon us. And we're, we're going to have... We're going to have storms and we're going to have trouble and we're going to have trial. It's going to get turbulent. But notice what happened. Some frantically swam to shore. The prisoners were struggling under the chains. They were pulling them down as they were trying to make it to shore. The ship is being busted apart. But you know what? Here's what it says in Acts 27, 44. Some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. But they made it. They made it. Now, it nine o'clock message I I goofed here and I gave an illustration about me almost drowning I'm not going to go over it again but it had something to do with Mark Wilson letting me drown but but uh, he knows what I'm talking about but there are going to be times in our life where we're, we're just frantically trying to make it to shore just doing our best to make it to shore and here's the thing, the ship was broken apart, but some got to shore swimming and some struggling and some grabbing hold of a plank and some getting a, getting a hold of the rudder. This morning I said, utter? <laughs> Either close. And of course, Cal Downing said to me, I didn't know there were cows on that ship, Pastor. <laughs> and some people right now are having a cow because I said it again. And horns of a dilemma, and it's utterly ridiculous. And we could go on and on and on, but I'm trying to tell you, some were grabbing a hold of a rudder that was floating by them and a plank that was floating by them. They did everything they could to grab whatever they could to get to shore, and they all got to shore, praise the Lord, just like Paul said. And I don't know if the captain started making orders, hey, do this and do that. Maybe he was thinking about his own You know, it's a funny thing when people go through storms. Even the best of us, we're thinking about self instead of somebody else. Let me help my brother or sister right now going through a hard... They're lacking faith. They're hurting. They're, they're having, they're having uh, wrong thoughts. But instead of just blasting them, how about we say, hey, let me help you. Let me encourage you. Amen. Grab hold of anything, but get to shore. What a storm it was. What a struggle it was. And I can see them now all on shore. And uh, they made it. They made it. And they're all on shore. And people are lighting fires, perhaps, to get them warm. Not Paul. Paul couldn't light enough fires, to, big enough fire to take care of 276 people. So there had to be fires going. And I can see them on the shore. And they're shivering. They're soaked. They're soaking wet. They're soaked to the bone. They're chilled. They're chattering. They don't know what. And here's Paul. Praise God. Whole, praise the Lord. Praise Jehovah. We made it, Lord. Thank you. Just like you told me. He said, how do you know that? Well, you don't know he didn't do that. But Paul was one to give praise to the Lord. And as they began to dry out, Paul says, remember what I told you. Amen. Paul had a confidence. Paul had a trust in his God in the midst of his trial. And the Bible says in, in Acts chapter 27, verse 44, 
and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. One of these days, saints, we're going to get all safe to the other side. And there's no promise of God that we're not going to go through storms, that we're not going to get sick, that we're not going to die. And I'm not dreaming trite or funny, but it's true. The worst thing that can happen to a Christian is to die and go to heaven. Amen. The worst. And I'm not, I don't have a death wish. I don't want to go through pain and suffering. Nobody does, but we're going to go through storms. How are we going to handle those storms? I want to say this morning, thank God for the old ship of Zion, the church. And the church, listen, church is going through some things. This church is going through some things. I have dealt with more problems in the last few weeks than the whole time over offenses And hurt feelings. It's a shame. It's a shame that's what's happened. It's tragic that's what's happened. It's tragic that there's been this situation that has caused the whole world to be in an uproar. But the Bible tells us that's the way it's going to be in the end times. But the Bible doesn't tell us that we're supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be getting the gospel of Jesus Christ out, pointing people to Jesus Christ, helping one another. The church is going to make it. You think this is the first time the church has gone through serious problems? What about the start of it? When we were under great persecution to get the thing even started. But then after it started, there was so much pressure and there was so much hatred and variance. The early church, they're getting hauled off to jail. They're going to the Colosseum. They're being fed to the animals. Christians were being impaled on stakes and set afire for, for the for the, 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 the wild parties of, of, of Caesar. It's not been good. And then there was the, the days of the Inquisition, the dark days, and then all the trouble ever since the start up until then. But the church has survived. And it's gonna, you know why? Because Pastor Brown said so, because you said so. Because the Baptists, the Lutherans, the Catholics, the Methodists, no. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And this church is going to make it through until he takes her home. Thank God for the church. The church has survived the doctrinal differences all through the centuries. Social injustice, the unrest, immorality, the wickedness of the world around us. I don't, I don't think, how could it get more wicked? But it will. But it's close. It has to be close. Even so, Lord Jesus, the carnality of some saints, changes of the church ages. There's been a lot of changes, and there'll be more change. Changes we like? No. Changes we do like? Maybe. Doubt it. I'd like to say, be of good cheer. Everything's going to go back to independent, fundamental, King James only Baptist churches. It ain't happening. God's working. God has purposes. Oh, brethren, I wish I could say, from now on, smooth sailing. I wish I had all the answers, but I don't. Nobody does. Nobody does. We think we can solve all the pain and the sadness and the correction of wickedness. We think we 
We can deal with the intolerance and have debates and social justice. And we can deal with prejudice and hatred and variance and violence and suffering. No, there'll be no peace till the Prince of Peace comes and rules and reigns. And that's the truth. But I believe there's some well-meaning Christians and well-meaning pastors and well-meaning evangelists and well-meaning leaders that feel somehow they can help fix this. We can't fix this. And I want to tell you, in each of our individual lives, you're going to come up against something someday that you can't fix. I can't fix it. I mentioned, I'm very concerned for my son's health. I can't fix it. I can't fix it. There may be something coming in my life or yours health-wise where the doctor gives us some bad news. You can't fix it. And neither can the doctor fix it. What do we got to do? We got to look to God. We got to look to God. We got to stay in the Bible. We, got, we can't get bitter. We can't get angry. We can't become at variance with one another. All the talk shows, all the sit downs, all the debates, all the yelling, all the marching, all the screaming at the top of our lungs will not change this. I know something, I'll oh, just have a meeting and we all do. It, it, it'll never happen. All the ranting and the preaching and the protests and the personalities, all the policing or the lack thereof, all the rules, all the declarations, all the chirping online won't fix this. We need Jesus. We need him to come and until he comes, we need to look to him for strength and hope. There's some words I don't like anymore. Systematically, I don't like it. Pandemic, I don't like it. Unprecedented, I don't like it. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Oz, Dr. Doolittle, I don't like it. I'm tired of it. So are you. So I would come to church and got to hear. Well, I feel like I got to say something to get us back to sense. The systematic problem of today is sin. It's a sin problem. This problem's been going on since the dawn of mankind. Since Father, so say Father Abraham, Father, Father Adam and Mother Eve, since Cain slew his brother Abel, there's been variance toward God and toward man. And when under stress or a great storm, that's when it comes out. How spiritual are we? Let's see how we react when we have stress. Let's see, let's see how much Christianity we have and love we have for the brethren when there's stressful times. When somebody says something we, that we don't agree with or someone we don't agree with. Let's see how spiritual we are. We're in a storm. And the only solution is Jesus. The only thing you and I ought to be doing right now is helping the brethren Number one, preach the gospel, point people to Jesus. We're all going to face storms throughout this life. Number two, and I move on, we'll be done. I have to. Some choices in life cause us to sail through rough seas. A lot of the things that you and I go through, are, they're not a storm sent from God. They're our choices. In Acts 27, 14, but long after there arose against a tempestuous wind called Eurachlodon. I preached on choices last week, so I'm just going to mention this and move on. The choices that we make, especially during storms, during hard times. Oh, we got to be careful. 
selfishness, sinfulness, seductive lives being run, lived by God's people. And senseless choices. They make life very unhappy and even unbearable. The cure, the solution, the remedy, the prescription that is needed is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be there. And I can hear somebody now, maybe online, you're listening. You go, oh, that's, Pastor, that's not, that's not. Oh, yes, yes, it is. The business of a Christian is to promote Jesus Christ and the gospel and point people to Jesus and not fuss and fight with one another. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Listen, I don't know. You may be like me. I take gospel tracts with me and I, I, I give a tip and I use it. I try to talk. People don't want they, I don't want that. What are you handing me? This is the day that nobody even wants to talk to you. If you don't have a mask on, man, you are. Ugh. So you're not going to be able to give somebody the. I understand that. Maybe conversations over the fence line, 20 feet away. But whatever means we can, give out tracts. Try to speak to people. Maybe the focus will be in our own home, our own family. But when we get freedom to do more, we better get at it. We can't play games. Two things. Jesus is coming. Number two, the Antichrist is coming. And the tribulation period. We've got to care enough for people that we know are lost and put all this other junk behind us and preach Christ. The answer, the Bible doesn't say that the answer is Pastor Brown. Don't believe on Pastor Brown. Don't believe in the Parkview Baptist Church. Don't believe in the Lutheran, or the Catholic, or the Methodist, or the Presbyterian. Scripture doesn't say that any individual like that, even though they're religious and they're trying to do what's best, they can't fix the turmoil, the injustice, the social unrest, the acting up that we're seeing today. And I was going to preach a message, but I'll just mention here. Here's the thought. What's the matter with us? Us Christians. We need to be preaching the gospel. Always the gospel. I'll probably be, I'll probably be branded for this, but I've been, I've been listening to old Billy Graham and his old, old radio, old messages from years ago. And I know he had issues. Now I'm a heretic. I get it. That guy preached the gospel, and I've been listening, and his messages were preached when things were going bad in Europe, England, Asia, where he preached. And it was always preach Jesus, the gospel, get people saved. Oh, my goodness, church. We ought to get back to preaching Christ. The lost need to repent and believe on Jesus Christ. The Christian needs to repent and yield to the lordship of Christ. And the word of God doesn't say believe in, believe in President Trump or believe in candidate Biden or believe in your preferred uh, political party or believe and trust in the government or believe in the church or the, any movement that comes up. The word of God says the answer is Jesus Christ. And so when we are in a tempest and a storm, my, my thought to you today is hang on and don't lose hope. Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh is a tree of life, and we're in a storm. Maybe someone's listening online to me this morning, and you're looking for me to say a certain thing or to give you an answer. I don't have all the answers. I can't make all the right statements. And if I, if I, if I please this person with a statement, this person will be mad at me. You see, it's not in the preacher. 
It's not in any pulpit. It's not in any two pastors have an agreement. Or you could have a whole group, a denomination of leaders get together to solve world problems. The problem is sin. Our world has a problem with sin. And the only solution is Jesus Christ and his shed blood. People getting saved and Christians surrendering. So don't give up. I implore you, even though it's stressful and it's hard, don't let your mind go wrong places. Lastly, some sermons will help us. So I say to you, do as Paul bid us, sirs, be of good cheer. And here's what he said. I believe God. It's time for us to believe God more than ever. What to believe about God? That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by, my, by, by me, he said. Jesus is the only solution. What else do we need to be, believe about God? That God loves us. That God cares. The disciples said, care us not that we perish. No. He cares. He's the only one that can fix something. But what if he chooses not to fix it? It's his sovereignty. We're on, the, we're on the ship of providence. We're in the sovereign hand of God. And he may fix some things and he may not because God knows what he wants to bring out. He has his purposes. But we must preach Jesus. Listen, sin problem of mankind is not through a religious program. Talk shows... Dialogue, debate, talking heads, CNN, Fox News, protests, more laws, less laws. That's not going to fix anything. It's Jesus. In the storms of life, here's what we need. Some got safe to land on boards. Others on pieces of ship. I say to you today, whoever's listening online, whoever's here in the preaching, grab a hold of Jesus this morning. Grab a hold of the Word of God this morning. Some of us King James only people, we believe in the Word of God. Amen. But sometimes we don't act like we do. Are we in the Word? Hold on to prayer. Grab a hold of it. Here comes a plank of prayer. Grab a hold of it and pray. Pray fervently. Grab a hold of the sovereign purpose of God in your life. I don't know. Maybe you're going through finances. Maybe you're going through a marriage difficulty. Do you know right now, because of all this sequestering, there are a lot of people in marital counseling. They're in problems. Addictions have skyrocketed during this time. People are lonely. People don't have hope. People are depressed. People have been doing this to one another and it caused division of relationships and arguments and Oh my goodness, it's because of stress. It's because of being shut in. And how in the world do we spend so much time at that stuff but we have no time for this and no time for prayer and no time for calling somebody and say, I know you're going through a difficult but but I don't agree. Don't, we're not talking about disagreements. I just want to know that I love you and that I want to try to encourage you the best way I can. And I'm praying for you. Folks, grab a hold of a purpose, and that purpose is the gospel. My message is, we'll make it through. My friend, will you? 
I pray that if there's somebody listening online today that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. I pray that you'll repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ by faith in your heart and life. And you can do that by bowing your head and you can ask the Lord and say, I know I'm a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm asking you right now, God, to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, save my soul and change my life. I'm saying to the saints online or in this auditorium as I preach, preach Jesus. Focus on Jesus. We don't need to be acting out. We need to be lifting up. Please. And here's what it says in Acts chapter 27, verse 44. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces. We'll make it through. Will you? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, it just seems like every time I intend to preach on a subject,